Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Tuesday, the 27th of September. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Caps. Easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. Today, Bitcoin rallies as the British pound struggles. Voyager reveals who has won a highly competitive auction for its assets. Do Kwan trolls Interpol by saying he's making zero effort to hide from the police. Why Bitcoin might not be as environmentally friendly as some miners suggest. And why bored apes and crypto punks could soon start appearing on credit cards. Give our show a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter as well. I'm at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Bitcoin's staged an impressive rally, surging 8% in 24 hours and hitting $20,000 for the first time in a week. It's also a divergence from the stock markets, with the FTSE 100, S&P 500 and Nasdaq all flat. Bitcoin's had a close correlation to equities for most of this year, but this strong bond is beginning to weaken. It could be a sign that the final few casual investors left in the market have departed, leaving only those with diamond hands remaining. FTX has won a highly competitive auction for Voyager Digital's assets. The crypto exchange bid a total of $1.42 billion. Voyager's $650 million claim against Three Arrows Capital is excluded from this deal. A committee of unsecured creditors was said to be in favour of FTX's bid, and it could ensure affected customers begin to access their frozen funds sooner rather than later. The deal's set to be presented to a bankruptcy court in New York on October 19th. It's a pretty stunning reversal of fortunes for FTX. Back in July, not long after abruptly halting withdrawals and entering bankruptcy proceedings, Voyager said it had rejected a takeover proposal from Sam Bankman-Fried's exchange. FTX's offer was dismissed as a lowball bid dressed up as a white knight rescue. It looks like Do Kwan is trolling Interpol. A red notice has now been issued against the embattled terror founder, meaning police forces around the world are being asked to locate and arrest him. But he's declared that he's making zero effort to hide his whereabouts and is going on walks, visiting shopping malls and writing code in his living room. Nonetheless, Kwan hasn't been confident enough to disclose where in the world he currently is. An Interpol red notice makes it next to impossible for Kwan to travel internationally. And South Korea has previously said that efforts were underway to get his passport revoked. Prosecutors there have refused to reveal whether they've confirmed where he is. Kwan's accused of financial fraud and falling afoul of South Korea's capital markets laws, with class action lawsuits also unveiled in the United States. Things could get murky if a guilty plea or a conviction follows in court, as this is a pretty unprecedented case. Many experts believe it's a matter of time before he's apprehended. Bitcoin's environmental impact is a divisive topic. If you ask the Bitcoin Mining Council, which represents some of the world's biggest miners, the industry's keen to be green. Michael Saylor's a key member and gave this update in July. Bitcoin sustainable energy mix advanced uh, strongly this quarter. It's up to 59.5% now. This is the highest number that we have actually measured since we started uh, measuring um, these numbers. 
And as far as we know, this makes Bitcoin mining the most sustainable, the cleanest industrial user of energy in the world. There's just one problem. A new report claims this is wrong. The Cambridge Centre for Alternative Finance says the true figure is much, much lower than 59.5% and that it's actually 37.6%. However, its report also took aim at Bitcoin critics who claim this blockchain's carbon footprint is as big as major economies. CCAF data suggests Bitcoin's responsible for 0.1% of greenhouse gas emissions, meaning it's more comparable to the likes of Nepal and the Central African Republic. The report's authors say both sides of the argument are making far-fetched and oversimplified claims that are based on scant information. And they warn the issue of Bitcoin's environmental footprint is more nuanced and complex than a quick glance might suggest. Finally today, if you're lucky enough to own a Bored Ape or a CryptoPunk, you'll soon be able to have it on your debit card. Mastercards allowing NFT collectors to have their favourite avatars emblazoned on the plastic in their pocket. The credit card giants entered into a partnership with Hi, a crypto and fiat financial app. But customizable cards are only going to be available to customers who lock up at least $5,000 in tokens. Hi says it's a great way for people to show which online community they belong to, but in the real world. The cards are going to be available in the UK and Europe, but customers will need to verify they own an NFT before a card can be customised, and only a limited number of collections are being supported. NFTs are continuing to get a new lease of life in the real world. Back in August, Tiffany & Co. unveiled NFTs, bejeweled physical pendants of CryptoPunks. Just 250 were available, and they sold out in 20 minutes. That's it for today's Coin Market Recap. Please do leave us a review if you've enjoyed today's episode. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcat.com/alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with more news tomorrow. Bye bye for now. <laughs>